Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Um, My subject for today is dealing with the aftermath of sickness. Um, This was a reader question. This is podcast number 123. Before I get to that, a couple of things. Um, I want to read you a five-star review on goodreads.com of my book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, which is available wherever books are sold in any format in which books are sold, meaning paperback or audio or um, e-reader. Kindle book, Kindle, Nook, all that kind of stuff, iBooks. All right, so here's the, I love this review so much. Did I ever think I'd read a housekeeping book and enjoy it? Nope, but here it is. This is a book written for me, for my blinders to the daily mess. Short and sweet, but the thing I love about that one is that um, that was my point in the book, um, was I wanted it to be an actually enjoyable book to read. So if you've been thinking, Okay, but who really wants to read a book about housekeeping? Um, it's actually fun to read. That's what I keep getting told by people. So, uh, you know, that, that like they can't believe that they're um, sitting down and reading an entire book on housekeeping in one day because they can't put it down. So, yay, that was my goal. Okay, but one of the things I want to make sure you know, if you are listening to this podcast as it comes out on March 1st, 2017, the e-reader or the ebook version of how to manage your home without losing your mind on March 1st and 2nd of 2017, 48 hours only is on sale for $1.99. So if you do not have it yet, you need to go get it. Okay. You need to get it for $1.99. There's another review on Amazon of someone saying, cause I think the publisher put, this is all the publisher that does this kind of stuff, but they put it on sale, I think on January 2nd for $1.99. And she said, I bought this when it was on sale, but I would totally have paid full price and more for what she got out of it. So anyway, go get it if you don't have it. The other thing you can do as well is use this as an excuse. Maybe if you've casually mentioned the book to someone that you know who maybe really needs it, but it's kind of an awkward subject to recommend to someone else. Um, the $1.99 thing, is a great reason and excuse to be like, Hey, remember I've told y'all about this book. So I would love it if you would share it anywhere and everywhere with anyone and everyone on March 2nd and 1st of 2017, share it anytime, but the sale itself of $1.99 for Kindle, Nook, iBook, whatever, um, any place that it's an ebook in digital form, uh, is $1.99 on those two days in the U S and I'm so sorry. I actually did ask the publisher, is this the U.S. only? And it is. I'm so sorry, but it is what it is. So um, make sure you get it. You can also actually gift an ebook to someone. Did you know that? Um, it's one of the options on um, various platforms. Um, I know for sure on Amazon you can do it, and I'm pretty sure you can do it on other platforms as well. Like if you just have their email, you can actually gift them the book. Okay. 
Our sponsor for this podcast is PrepDish.com. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. Every week, you get an email with a grocery list, a written plan for prepping your meals for the week all at once ahead of time, and the recipes with instructions for cooking the meals on the night you eat them. Okay, I'm talking to my people here. If you are the type to have amazing intentions on the weekends, but those intentions get lost in the craziness of life during the week, this service is the perfect solution. Act on those intentions by prepping these healthy meals on the weekends and your weekday meals will be ready to just start cooking. That takes away so many excuses. This is a time saver and a stress saver if you're trying to eat at home and eat healthier. Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of A Slob Comes Clean a free two-week trial so you can try it out and see how it works for you in your home and your lifestyle. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to access this deal. Scroll down to get the code you need to get your first two weeks free. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. All right. So we're talking about dealing with sickness. This is flu season. Now I got this question from one of you and I always greatly appreciate questions. I tell y'all that a lot. Um, because they help give me, um, ideas for podcasts and podcast subjects. I love this one. I'm not sure I had put it, I had marked it as a podcast idea in my email. And for some reason, um, hadn't looked at it again. I don't, I don't really know why anyway, because it was on October 24th, I think that, um, you sent it to me, one of you did and, uh, in it anyway, let me read it. Okay. I recently found your blog and podcast, and I've really enjoyed the practicality of your tips and your down-to-earth approach to organizing and cleaning. Thank you. I do have a question for you per recent necessity. Our whole entire family recently got sick, pretty much all at the same time, myself included. This led to days upon days of virtually no chores or daily tasks being done, except perhaps loading the dishwasher with the kids' bottles and sippy cups. Now we're on the mend and I'm looking around at the huge mess that is the aftermath. Now that we're in flu season, do you have any tips for how to stay afloat on housework when you're sick? Also, what are the best ways of catching up on the aftermath after sick again? Thanks for considering my question. Okay. I really appreciate the question. So, um, I'm so sorry you were sick and I'm so sorry. I'm just not answering this question. And it's funny cause you said now that we're in flu season, but, um, this last couple weeks where I am has been flu craziness. I mean, of course, you know, it's one of those years where everybody who got the flu shot is they're the ones who are sick, but cause don't they say that every single year, like, Oh, well it's a different kind of flu than what the flu shot covered. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And we're not talking about flu shots. Cause Oh my word, that gets people's undies all up in a wad. Um, anyway, but the flu season is here. It's a reality. Um, it has been hitting all these different people that I know. Um, the first thing I want to say is survival mode is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think sometimes survival mode gets a bad rap, um, by people like, Oh, well, I don't want to live in survival mode. And you're like, well, but what's the alternative to surviving? 
Um, not surviving. So I think I'd rather survive, right? Um, no, I don't want to live a lifestyle that's a constant survival mode. However, um, it's, it's a really good thing to get into, um, in, in times like this. And, you know, I have seen, because it's true. I mean, honestly, you know, if we're just going to look at things, whether it's true or not, um, I have seen a lot of things that their answer to this question is just, well, you have to do it. You have to keep, um, cleaning your kitchen and you have to keep doing the basics even when you're sick and feel like you're going to die in bed. Okay. Um, that is so true. And yes, mm -hmm, yes, absolutely. But, um, it's pretty much not going to happen when you feel that bad. Uh, maybe it will for some people, those same people who can't sleep because their dishes in the sink. Yay for them. Um, I'm the one who sleeps perfectly fine when my dishes and my countertops are piled with dirty dishes. Cause I don't even remember they're in there. You know, I mean, that's just not part of my awareness when I'm not in that room. And so, um, it's a great thought that yes, you should keep doing everything, but it may or may not happen. And so we're dealing with the reality of the fact that it may or may not have happened. Um, and that, you know, so the short answer is do what you can. You know, I talk about awkward pauses being, um, the time in your day where you go, okay, I've got the time to do something and I feel like I should be doing something, but what should I do? And I used to just look around my house and go, I feel like I should be doing something, but it's all so overwhelming. And I've really got to have five straight days with no interruptions to make any kind of a difference in here. But instead I've realized the amazing, shocking impact of daily habits more than I ever thought they could ever impact anything. Um, and have realized, okay, when I feel that, when that awkward pause happens, that five minutes, sometimes, um, two minutes, occasionally 15, 20 minutes where I'm like, okay, I've got a little pause here. What do I do? I know what to do in the order that, that, and in the order in which to do those things. Meaning when I feel that feeling, I do the dishes. Okay. Um, and I loved it because I got feedback on that particular podcast from someone who um, suffers from chronic illness and chronic pain. And her point was, yes, that the awkward pauses are my moments of energy. Okay. Um, that this is my moment of energy. I, you know, I'm feeling okay right now. And for her, she said it was very helpful, very helpful for her to, oh my word. Let me hope I can start talking better in this podcast. She said it was very helpful for her to know those four basic habits, the four basic habits that are in how to manage your home without losing your mind. Okay. But the first one is doing your dishes. And that, what, what that means is knowing that that's the most important one, finding that moment of energy for her during her chronic illness, her chronic pain, um, finding those moments where she has the focus and she has the stamina to do that. She does that. So same thing with, um, being sick. Okay. There are times I remember a couple of years ago is when my kids were still playing baseball. So it's been a couple of years, but we all, there's five of us. We came home. My husband had to leave the game early. He was sick 
and it hit four of us in the middle of the night. And it was so bad. We all, I mean, it was, it was so, it was a stomach virus. That's all I will say. I won't go into, go into more details, but that hit us really, really hard. Four of us to the point where my daughter, who was the only one who did not get sick, did not go to school the next day either. My husband stayed home from work. My boys were, um, you know, staying home from school. She could have gone to school because she was not sick, but it was like so bad. We couldn't even drive her to school. And I didn't even have the strength or the presence of mind to send a text message to a friend and say, can you please pick up my daughter and take her to school? We're all dying over here. You know, it, it was that bad. And so there are times of sickness where it's just not going to happen. And it is going to all just go crazy or whatever. And you're not going to be able to get anything done. But, you know, the flu is one of those things where it's several days sometimes or you know, sometimes when you just feel horrible and I hear, I'm going to tell you that I was sick. It's maybe been a month ago. I don't know, but I was sick and I had to make this conscious decision because I'm one of those people who tends to push through. And this was one of those sicknesses where I could have pushed through, you know, and I wasn't completely, you know, laid out from it. But, um, I made this decision. I'm going to rest this time because I never let myself do that. If there's any possible way that I could push through. So this time I'm going to let myself rest. And I took a nap in the middle of the day and just gave myself permission to not freak out about, you know, keeping going with whatever it was. And I actually got better a whole lot quicker than I usually do. Okay. So there's that value in rest, but in those time periods where, you know, sometimes you are not feeling well and it's like, well, I wake up in the morning and I feel okay. You know, do you ever have that where you're sick, but you're like, well, I, I usually feel better kind of between 10 and 11 AM. You know, it's kind of like I got up, I'm rested, uh, you know, I kind of take it easy. And then I kind of have this little burst of energy and then it's gone and I'm back to being, you know, those little moments that happen. Those are the awkward pauses. And so in those moments, if it's possible, if you have a moment go in order of the habits that have the most impact. Number one being do the dishes, which most likely won't mean a perfectly clean kitchen. It's just going to mean doing the dishes, meaning if you're hand washing, doing one sink full or one, um, one like dryer, whatever you use, can't think of the word right now. Um, dish drainer or, you know, one of those little, uh, whatever we have that soaks up the water pad things. Um, you know, one thing worth of hand wash dishes or fill up the dishwasher imperfectly and run it, you know, that kind of, it's like, if this is all I can do, that is what I should do. And that's the thing too, with the doing the dishes. One of the reasons I say do the dishes instead of clean the kitchen is that even if I don't have the energy or the time to quote unquote, clean the kitchen, meaning make sure everything's perfect and everything's wiped down. If I will just do the dishes, meaning if I will just load my dishwasher and run it, it's like 
I, my catching up process later on is infinitely simpler and more likely to actually happen if I will just have done the very basic thing of running the dishwasher. Okay. When I'm without a dishwasher, which I have a post on that. Y'all have heard that, right? The five truths about, um, a clean kitchen, even if you don't have a dishwasher and anyway, um, that if I do, um, if I will just do the dishes even without doing everything else. And so, you know, that, that's that problem of our type of mentality is to think, oh, well, what's the point of doing that? Because I don't really have time to clean the kitchen. Sometimes I will do that and I'll just keep on going. And I'm like, oh, wow, I did end up getting the kitchen done. But even if I don't, it's still worth it to do the dishes, that one thing. And so identifying those most impactful basic habits to do and, um, and making that, you know, the thing that you do in those moments where you actually have a little bit of energy. Um, the other thing that is, it will just change everything for you is the five minute pickup. That's one of those four basic habits that I have, you know, and maybe when you're sick, you make it a one minute pickup, a 60 second pickup. Um, you know, or maybe you're, I I know sometimes when I get a major head cold, I can't bend over to pick something up off the floor. So give yourself permission to say, well, I'm going to do a 60 second, just walk through the house and pick up dishes and, you know, whatever, because people have been sitting and, um, you know, trying to drink all the fluids that I've been giving them and they're sitting on the side tables and things like that. You know, just giving yourself that anytime you can do just something, it's amazing the impact that 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 will have. But what about when that's not even possible? I mean, what if it's not even, it's just never going to happen and you're not going to get any of that done in the midst of the sickness? Well, when the sickness is over, you go back to the same thing. You go back to the same issues issues. Why did I just say issues? Um, you go back to the same strategy of starting with doing the dishes. And if all you have time to do is do the dishes, great. And then sweep the kitchen, you know, not just because of the crumbs, but also because of the slob vision of, you know, identifying, oh, there's things on the floor here. And then that makes it look so much better. And then, you know, five minute pickup and then checking the bathrooms for clutter. And here's another thing too. I mean, so that's the basics of how do you get through there, through that. Now, um, other things to remember are, um, you know, things that are specific to sickness, things that you need to remember. And this is where I do, I mean, you know, green cleaning is fantastic and wonderful, but when we've had some sort of plague in our home, yeah, I want something powerful. I'll just say it. Okay. That's the time where I want to pull out my, I've used Clorox wipes or Lysol wipes or whatever. That's when I am so grateful to have those because they just make life easier, which means that I don't have to go through the energy of mixing anything or putting anything together or whatever, um, or thinking at all. I just grab the wipes and I use them. So what are some things that you need to focus on in the midst of sickness, if possible, or after sickness that are unique to that. Well, doorknobs, okay, going through and um, cleaning doorknobs, cleaning around doorknobs and door frames, all anywhere, anything where hands are going to touch, that's important. Um, the remote control, if you've been 
um, watching a lot of TV, which is pretty normal for that, the remote control, your Kindle, your phone, tablets, those kinds of things. Obviously you need to follow the directions on doing that, but focusing, you know, as far as what's safe for the device that you're dealing with, but those things need to be cleaned. Um, light switches, light switches, both on and off. Cause you flip them both ways, right? Other things, um, refrigerator handles, um, the glass, like if you have a refrigerator that has ice and water in the door, um, you need to, um, disinfect the little push things, you know, that your glass, cause a lot of people are going to get a second glass of water and that's going to be where their mouth has touched on their glass is then going to touch the, um, thing that you push in. This is the germaphobe in me coming out. Um, anything that fingers have touched, obviously bathrooms need to be cleaned, you know, and just a quick wipe down during the sickness. Um, that's one of those things that I am able to bring myself to do in the midst of sickness is wipe down, um, you know, all the things in the bathroom. Um, but wiping down the faucets themselves, um, you know, changing out the towels that have been used in there, the hand towels in case any, you know, cause I know people in my family who, um, they will, you know, wash their hands and then wipe their face on the towel, you know, or whatever, or maybe they didn't wash their hands as well as I wish they would have, you know, so those things need to be changed out. Um, you know, the, the handle on the toilet, the flush handle thingy, majigger, whatever. Um, the, uh, toilet itself, those things all need to be done to me. Those are the things that end up usually being cleaner after sickness because I'm doing them constantly, um, to try to keep from, you know, whatever. Um, if you are doing extra laundry during a sickness, um, you know, obviously after a sickness bedding needs to be washed. Um, anything that has been, you know, I just had a friend tell me her daughter had had the flu and she's like, and I, her husband just got it. And she goes, and I feel kind of bad because her daughter had been hanging out in their bed on his side and then he got it. Um, but you know, washing the bedding, washing, you know, disinfecting the lamps, the lamp doolally, um, flip switch thingy. I am awesome today. Um, next on the, um, bedside lamps, you know, that you've maybe used during this time for me, my Kindle, did I already say that? Um, but all of those things, you know, are things to consider and think about that need to be cleaned after sickness. Um, but you know, if you're going to go, okay, I'm trying to recover from our sickness is over, then, you know, thinking about going with starting with the basic habits before you do any big major overhaul of things, starting with the basic habits, and then with any extra time or energy that you have, then go focus on the bathroom and getting it thoroughly clean top to bottom. I have a podcast where I talk you through um, a very thorough clean of the bathroom. Um, I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast, number 123. Um, but I also have a printable list that you can use of that, if that would help you. Um, the kitchen is another area, you know, where people have been eating and drinking, which means saliva and germs and all that wonderfulness is in there. So that's another area to really, really focus on. Um, and you know, I often find that I'm a little more caught up on laundry than usual after a stomach illness. And this is partly my germophobia paranoia, but, um, 
because I am running more loads, I'll often like stick something in there unless it's completely gross and nasty. Um, but I'll stick, you know, extra things in there and I'm just running more loads. Other things to consider is, um, you know, disinfecting the outside and kind of the rim of your washing machine and the, um, controls on that. If you've been doing, you know, if you've been running the, those types of, um, loads where sickness is touching the rim of your washing machine, um, that doesn't actually get, you know, washed in that, uh, doesn't actually have water touch it, um, in the actual washing process, then that's something to consider, um, going over. So all of these things are what I try to do. I'm sure I go overboard sometimes and don't think of other things that I should think of, but, um, things to hopefully help prevent that sickness coming back. And also just to kind of make me feel better. Um, after I've dealt with all that. Um, okay. So let me go back and read the question again and make sure I've answered everything I wanted to answer. Um, okay. So the huge mess, yeah, the huge mess, that's the aftermath. Um, that honestly, is the same as basically, you know, I, I guess I kind of look at it and say a normal person experiences the huge aftermath of sickness. That is very similar to where I started in, or at least in feeling is very similar to where I started in this whole process, you know, of deslobification. But for me, back when the house was a complete disaster, then to have sickness on top of that just made it that much more overwhelming. So kind of, you know, breaking it down and just saying those four basic habits, do the dishes first, sweep the kitchen, do a five minute pickup, check the bathrooms for clutter, you know, and then go about, you know, doing the other, you know, the bigger stuff, the bathroom cleaning, the laundry day, the, um, kitchen cleaning. Um, but another thing to consider, another thing to consider is that when you're not sick, keeping up with the basics is what is going to carry you through these crazy extra out of routine times. Okay. Um, survival mode is going to happen and you're going to need to survive, but keeping up with the basics of the kitchen, basically almost always, if not always, almost always is pretty much under control, even if it's not perfect. Um, you know, doing five minute picks up pickups on a daily basis. So there isn't a huge buildup of clutter in your general living areas. Um, doing, uh, sweeping the kitchen floor so that if something happens, then you don't have to also deal with all the clutter that's been building up there forever before you, you know, let's say something floods in the kitchen or whatever, you break some, a glass or anything. I mean, this is obviously not sickness I'm talking about, but you know, emergencies that happen in life, random, obnoxious things, those things are so much easier to deal with when you don't, when you're only dealing with the broken glass because you've been keeping up with sweeping the kitchen and therefore keeping it 
clear of, you know, random plastic bags from last week's groceries or, you know, piles of newspapers or whatever other random things end up on the kitchen floor. If I can deal with those things daily through daily habits, then I am not stuck in this bizarre situation of that, you know, broken glass sending me completely over the edge. We're the same way with sickness. If I am checking my bathrooms for clutter, and so they are mostly picked up, you know, other than, you know, there's only ever one day's worth of randomness laying around, then when sickness hits, which stomach sicknesses don't give you any warning at all, you know, it's not usually a I'm starting to feel bad. And then over two days, it builds up to being awful. No, I mean, it's usually like, oh my word, where did this come from? And I got to get in that bathroom right now. You know, if I've been keeping up with that daily habit of checking the bathroom for clutter, then when that sickness happens, I'm only dealing with cleaning up from that sickness. I'm not cleaning up from the sickness on top of the bathroom floor being covered in clothes. You know, I'm just wiping down the faucet. I'm not also having to clear, you know, whatever random products and empty, empty bottles and containers there are laying all over the bathroom counter. You know, so if I can keep up with the daily stuff, then when these emergency situations happen, it's so much easier to deal with, you know, to say, okay, all I have to do here is disinfect the entire toilet, which is not fun and is annoying. But when I'm trying to do that, and then I'm also thinking, oh my goodness, I've also got to go run this load of clothes because I'm pretty sure some vomit droplets spewed over here onto these clothes that were laying on the floor in a pile next to the toilet or whatever. I mean, that kind of stuff just adds to the frantic craziness. So if I can keep up with my daily habits, then when the craziness happens, it's like, okay, yes, this isn't fun, but it's just so much easier to deal with than it was before. Okay. I hope that is helpful. And I hope I hope this is the most um, irrelevant podcast you've ever heard. And what I mean by that is I really hope you don't have to go through this anytime soon. I mean, but the fact is we all go through it at some point. But I'm really hoping for all of you that you're like, oh, those are neat thoughts. I haven't really had to deal with that. Yay. Um, But anyway, just wanted to remind you again, if you are listening to this, I know there are thousands of you who download it in those first 24 hours. So hopefully um, you will catch the $1.99 ebook sale so that you can get it for yourself or for others. Um, Just Google how to gift a Nook book or how to gift a Kindle ebook or whatever. um, And that will tell you how to do it. So I'm assuming. I don't know. I haven't actually Googled those things. But anyway, so this was podcast number 123. And I, you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book to, um, find the links to wherever the book is sold, how to manage your home without losing your mind. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a happy, healthy week. Bye.